Hey guys, welcome back to Celebrate the Struggle. This is your host, Jennifer Hobbs. I have the pleasure today to be with Bobby Joe. She's here to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and talk to us a little bit about her life, her journey, and where she's at now. So let me just give you a quick formal interview and then she can take it away. Bobby Joe is a U.S. Navy veteran. She is the founder of Bravely Authentic and where she is a trauma-informed transformational healer. Can't wait to hear more about that. She's also uh, a co-author of Faces of Mental Illness. So anybody that knows me or knows what this podcast is about, clearly I found the gold mine to hear from Bobby Joe today a little bit about um, her journey and how her advice can help all of us listening. Hi, Bobby Joe. Thank you for being here today. Hi, thank you for having me. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and let you take it away because I want to hear more about trauma-informed transformational healer. I mean, from what I know, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on what it is and what it looks like, but a lot of people wouldn't have a clue. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and how do you got to where you are and what that looks like right now as a trauma-informed transformational healer. So that was a lot. That was like five questions in one. You just go ahead and take it. (laughs) You just take it away. Um, Okay, so I'll address the um, title, honestly, to be authentic. um, I I really don't know what uh, title really encompasses what I do because I'm stepping into a new space that not a lot of people necessarily do. Um, I specialize in a few um, energetic healing modalities is what I'll call them. Um, A lot of people call them uh, quantum healing, um, energy medicine. There's, There's different uh, phrases out there. Um, I specialize in sacred soul alignment and um, a another energy, another healing modality called um, energetic allergy healing. And um, so it's, I would describe it uh, briefly as a mind, um, body, and soul connection because I, I firmly believe um, through my own experiences and doing this healing work now that we have to heal the whole person, you know, not just not just, you know, physical body, Western medicine, Eastern um, medicine, where we're, you know, just kind of let's tap into the soul and be mindful. All of that's great. Um, But also doing the subconscious reprogramming, where you're actually healing your mind. Um, The mind changes, and it, you know, does all these things when you're, when you've experienced trauma. And um, a lot of the techniques that I use, um, um, on the subconscious reprogramming side of it, um, I'm certified in NLP, emotional freedom techniques, which is um, tapping to release negative and um, beliefs on negative emotions. And people use it for um, things such as uh, also uh, for like smoking and, and weight loss. So it's been around for a while. Um, a lot of people are, are familiar with it more in like the Tony Robbins kind of sales uh, business coaching uh, platform. And what I'm doing is I'm taking it, I'm putting it, um, in with these energy modalities and really making quantum healing, um, what it should be as far as I'm concerned, like how it, and, and I'm, and when I say that, um, how I feel that it's the, the space it's moving into in the, the collective of healers that I'm with. Um, so if someone's out there and you're, you're doing NLP or doing something similar, um, the person I'm learning NLP from is a business coach, but she also has the trauma informed and, um, you know, a different background. And she uh, she's combining her healing work as well. Um, I do have a degree in social work. I am uh, starting my graduate degree for uh, marriage and family therapy. And um, so I have this. Uh, uh, and I was wor- I've been working with um, homeless veterans. And so I've, uh, and foster youth prior to that, as I was, um, as I've been working in social work and I've just taken, basically, I I would say all my learnings, all these um, new learnings, my own experience of healing and um, the feedback and the the experiences of healing with the clients that I'm working with and really putting together, um, and it's very individualized, but I'm putting together um, these transformational healing sessions. I really believe that 
once you experience this, um, it, it takes you to your next level and your mm -hmm. next step. And it, it really helps heal some. It's not like I just sit here and like, I'm all, poof, all right, trauma's gone. You're great. Mm -hmm. like, that'd be nice. You no, know, you're right. I know, right? That'd be, that'd be amazing. Um, but it is a process. It is a healing journey. And, um, you know, the work that I do gets either gets people started on it or I'm their next step to continue it at a different level. So that's part of what I do there. Um, when did that come I, into your life? Like, uh, were you always kind of curious with the holistic ways, like in high school or whatever, or did it kind of come along in, in your healing? So um, this is where I'll get a little um I don't know uh, uh, yes so young yeah this is where I'll get a little bit clairvoyant um so as as I was growing up I did have um experiences which uh, you know old school terming would be like psychic or um clairvoyant I could walk into a room and um I would just uh not like hear voices but I would like think it's sentence or hear something and I would turn and I would reply to somebody and they were like but, and I'm like, didn't you just add no? And then I'd be like, oh, well, that's really awkward. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading minds here. I just had this thought and I just replied to it, you know? And um, so I would have these weird moments. Um, I'd ask for something. Uh, there's a, those of us that have seen the old school movie, The Craft, she makes a, a mm -hmm. joke in it where she's like, oh, I, I didn't want to go to school and I asked for rain and pipes burst in my house. Like I would have stuff like that happen. Like I would ask for something. Um, and then it would be like this over dramatic, and I'm like, really, we have to like, okay. <laughs> um, so after I got out of the military, I was introduced to this um, an esoteric community, and it was a, a sustainable community in um, San Diego called Blue Sky Ranch. And I didn't live on property, but um, I was involved with them for a little while, and um, it was really, you know, they. You, helped work on any uh, gifts, boundaries, all those things. And then um, from there, I found a school called Intuitive Insights, which is still in San Diego and they're doing amazing. They have a really great programs. Um, the founder is, one of the founders is from the Berkeley Psychic Institute. So um, it's all, I went through their clairvoyant programs. I went through women's intuition, um, was really able to tap into um, this other side of me. So it wasn't, um, weird or different or I wasn't weird or different about it because mm -hmm. I didn't understand it um so that's kind of how that part of me developed um and then uh, I didn't really you know I wasn't doing readings or any of this platform at all I would do readings for the school um we do them at the school but it was very in my circle I was still um with a lot of my military friends who were always like, don't drink the Kool-Aid today. You know, they knew I was like <laughs> going in and, you know, making the jokes and, and whatnot. Um, but I've always uh, been connected to a lot of people that um, you always have those, you hear those phrases like, oh, we don't have to finish each other's sentences. Or um, I've always had these just really great soul connections with people and didn't necessarily realize what they were at the time. So fast forward, um, now um or the a few years ago <clears throat> um so in the military and i talk about this um in the book and and on my social media platforms but um i had experienced uh, my third duty station overseas i experienced um a pretty significant uh mst trauma military sexual trauma and um it was a hot, I mean, like, obviously the trauma itself was terrible, but uh, the way the command handled it, the way everything that happened afterwards was such a hot mess. The way I self-medicated with alcohol, um, there were some other women um, that were affected by this person. He was on trial um, when it happened with me. He was on trial for another, I mean, this is how uh, blatantly this guy was just wow. like, whatever, right? And, and I bring that part up because, um, there was a part of me at the time being the, the personality that I am, women were coming forward that hadn't come forward um, privately. And they were like, um, not that they were glad this happened to me, but they knew me and how outspoken I was. And they, they were like, you know, can you 
let them know like this happened when I got to this duty station or he tried this or he had locked me in a room at this point. And I was really thinking like, this guy's gonna, you know, me and this other, the girl who had actually brought the trial up in the first place for, um, for her rape. She was, um, you know, and a lot of people didn't believe her. I, I would mm-hmm. say I'm excited because this guy, this person was a friend of ours in our friend group and um, she wasn't. And so it was, you know, we weren't, we didn't really know her that well. So uh, compounded, there was the guilt. There was the, this is serious. We need to help all these people. Long story short, he didn't get convicted. Last I heard he was a senior chief. You know how the MST circles go in the military, unfortunately. I really hope it, really hope it starts changing soon because I don't feel it has as much as I would, a lot of us would like um, based on the documentaries that are still coming out. Um, but I hid after I left there. Um, I mean, it was so dramatically changed my life that I hid so much. So I go to this, I come to San Diego, don't tell anyone, make you know, new friends. A lot of my, uh, my friends that had, were stationed there when it happened, they, you know, nobody's sharing the story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very well hidden. I get out of the military, um, all this stuff's hidden. Even when I was doing all this healing work, I can honestly say I wasn't focused on healing this big complex, you know, big trauma, right? And, um, and it wasn't until a few years ago, I was in a relationship and I decided that now was the time. And then I experienced um, a very volatile domestic violence situation, which I'd never experienced as well. So right, you know, as I'm going for this, uh, I had gone to the VA, gone to the PTSD clinic, um, was being seen. I'm like, I wanna be a really good mom. I, I'm thinking this might be um, someone I'm gonna marry. Um, Cause I knew way, way prior to the military um, and he was amazing, you know, no issues back then that I had saw, uh, that I had noticed and, um, and it wasn't. And so I just opened up this big healing box uh, that I'd been hidden for almost 10 years. And it was very scary. They wanted me to write my story, mm-hmm. get the benefits, you know, all the things took me, I mean, I would start writing. I could just start writing a regular sentence. It wasn't, and I would break out in a panic attack. And at that time, I, I didn't realize what they were, right? So I'm experiencing this relationship. I'm like, why is this happening now? I was through a lot of Abraham Hicks back then, and I, I still do. But I was putting a lot of, and being a social worker, I was putting a lot of blame on myself. Like, I'm attracting this vibration. I should know better. He was laying a lot of the narcissistic guilt, the gaslighting. You know, you are a social worker. You're a veteran. You know where I can get help you know, I don't know where to go. He's crying. It was, it was ridiculous. Right. Um, but anyways, because of all that, um, by the time I get to, we fled the state and I get to Kansas city and I was part of this. Um, I came here to work at this, um, uh, veterans community project at tiny homes. They build tiny homes for veterans mm-hmm. and they're doing some expansion right now. So, um, it's amazing. And, um, I came here specifically uh, to work at that program. And then, um, long story short, I, I'm not working there now. And at the time I left, um, I was kind of a mess. Like, I, um, I had been dealing with some toxic work environment. I was dealing with um, all of my stuff started coming up again, um, you know, healing the trauma. I would due to the sh- uh, being in a flight or fright stress mode, because that's how I know how mm-hmm. to cope, right? That's how we learn how to cope in trauma. And at the time I wasn't even putting these things together. Um, I was just, you know, snapping at my kids or um, not wanting to get out of bed, which I know, you know, I was like, why am I'm like in the depression again? Not just like, oh, I'm feeling sad today, but I'm going to move on with my day and work through it. It was literally like hopeless it was mm-hmm. in that hopeless state. So luckily, because I have a, a good support group, but I had started, um, this is the kind of at the beginning of being here in Kansas City, I, I was becoming friends with um, people in Wounded Warrior Project, um, people at Continue Mission, um, Team RWB, a lot, excuse me, a lot of really good veteran organizations. Um, being a social worker here, I was in top to some resources. And I had a couple of people that I was able to reach out to and, and just say like, I don't know what's going on. I, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with the way I, I'm parenting. I'm not happy being 
mom, like I'm not happy who I am. Like I'm, I'm not at the point um, when I was in the relation, uh, dealing with the domestic violence, and I found out I was pregnant with my son. Um, I got to a point where I was literally like, I'm putting my kids up for adoption. I mean, I, I can't keep them safe. And um, after I uh, after I have my son, we're gonna, we're, you know, I'm gonna look for adoption, uh, some another family that can keep them safe, right? And I'm done. And I was gonna be one of the 22, basically, right? And um, thankfully that didn't happen. Like I said, I, I, I ended up moving locations. Um, unfortunately, I had a friend take his life. Um, actually, the, the day I had decided that, um, I got the call the next morning at five in the morning and it completely flipped my world. Um, thankfully, um, that's how I was able to uh, internalize the grief and the loss and uh, move forward. So now I'm at the space here in Kansas City, and I'm feeling the same emotions, the same hopelessness, the same, um, I can't, now I'm feeling trapped. Like I, I, there isn't a solution. Like I have to be here for my kids. Um, my life is, I'm always just gonna be this trauma cycle mess, right? Can't be in, so I was about to start my master's program in social work. I was like, I can't even get an MSW right now. Like I'm not in the headspace to do this. Mm -hmm. And, um, so sure enough, I reach out, I have like go out and have coffee, a couple of people. They had just gone through this, uh, their week cohort at the Battle Within. And it is a PTSD program here for first responders and um, veterans. And um, it's, uh, please, please reach out if, if this is something that you feel you need, if my story resonates with you. Um, my story is very similar to um, a lot of people that when they came to the Battle Within, um, they were either attempting, this was their last chance, their last resort. Um, they were feeling trapped and hopeless. And um, I will say this, this program <clears throat> has literally, it flipped my life, it completely changed it. And it really put me on this healing path or this healing journey, as they call it. Um, it took me, it's a five day, you go for five days uh, during the week. And it took me until day four before I really, had my breakthrough moment and um, I talk about all my social media and stuff. Um, but when that happened, I mean, my, she was able, I was an equine uh, therapy moment and we're in the arena and I'm very Brene Brown for those that, that are as well, the, you get the, the reference and, um, and they actually talk, they, they do talk about some, they brought in some Brene Brown, which was a really good reminder for me as a social worker. Um, I needed to hear the information that they were giving. And um, I'm, in, I'm literally in this arena and she's literally like, hey, another, she was a social worker. She is a social worker. She's still around. She's still doing the equine part. Um, she was like, sit down on the ground with me. And I'm like, oh, I'm going on the ground, right? And I, all the, the horse stuff. Um, but I did. And um, she was like, I understand. I was where you're at a few years ago. Um, I'll just sit with you. And I almost got remember. So it's, it's completely, anyone who's seen the, um, the Brene Brown uh, video short about empathy, I could not tell you. It was literally like the real live um, uh, interactment or react, reenactment of it but it was very, it's real. It's my story. It's very real. And, um, I hadn't been able to have anyone touch me or hug me. I would hug my kids knowing I love them. I could not feel it. And, um, next thing you know, we're standing by this horse and we're hugging and all the emotions are coming out. Um, at, at one point she had kicked everybody out of the, uh, barn space. Mm -hmm. And I turned around, they're all standing there. Everybody's tears running down their face. They you know, it's just moment. And I can tell you that in that moment, I felt so much love. I just, I was able to like, my heart just exploded and I was able to feel so much love. And I knew, um, there was a, a psych, uh, he's actually a marriage family therapist that gives a talk that we, we sit down for afterwards. Um, when we get back to, um, the location where the, the retreats held and, um, he, said, you know, like, how are you going to, a lot of us um, are in survival mode. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're holding all this stuff in, we're the strong ones, we're, 
working, we're there for other people, we're throwing ourselves into service and we're trying to keep a normal face. You know, we have our own stigmas, especially working in mental health about looking like you might have some mental health going on that needs addressed. Um, and uh, when you get home, you've, you've kept up this mask, you've kept up this strength, you know, feel all that energy, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get home and you're ready to just like, you're so drained and you're, and it's not the good relaxed. And then you're giving your family your leftovers, you're giving yourself your leftovers. And I was so impacted by that day um, while he was talking, I had to get up out of my chair and I was walking a little bit in the back of the room. I had to break up some of that energy and I had tears running down my face because he was literally describing this, what I had been living in, um, for so long. And I didn't like, it was, it, I didn't even realize that, you know, I didn't realize that, um, how much I was doing just to survive my day. That when you know you get home from your day and you're supposed to, that's your time to relax. Like I couldn't even, I didn't know how to relax. I would go to massages and they're, I'm the person that they're always like, are, "Are you breathing? Can, can you breathe?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. take a breath." So um, after I did the battle within, and you come home and you know your life's still your life. Um, it was really about maneuvering and finding out how I was going to, like, what my next step was, where I was going to. Um, how I was going to heal, how I was going to continue the journey, use these tools, use my background in, in social work um, for myself, like integrate, how I was going to do my integration. And um, I want to say on Facebook, uh, possibly, um, Alicia Hartzell uh, popped into my world and she does, uh, she's the creator and founder of Figure Soul Alignment. Her and Kimberly Carlson do the, the two healing modalities. Um, they do one together and then they do their separate ones. And I started, um, honestly, because I have the background in my intuitive school and all the things that I was like, oh, this is great. I'll, I'll take this 12 week class and it'll help with my healing and I'll get back into myself and my heart space and all the things. Um, I've been watching her, her videos for a couple of weeks and COVID hit. So I was like, oh, perfect. You know, I can you know, stay in the safety of my house now. Um, which actually I ended up volunteering for three months. So I, I really didn't, but um, I started taking the certification and um, I didn't realize it was a certification at the time. I probably got about halfway through it. I was using the techniques on myself. I started using them with some of my friends and um, it was, it's amazing. And um, from there, I found um, Erin Nicole Coaching, who um, does the quantum ripple effect, and she teaches all the NLP, um, the emotional freedom technique, the hypnosis, the time technique. And uh, she also does, like I said, she does trauma informed, which I feel is really important to work in trauma healing. So I started using, and I got um, Reiki Master Attuned. So um, I started combining all these with what I was doing, you know, as I'm learning these things, I'm doing these for myself. I was working with some of my veteran friends that were reaching out to me. Um, some of them are combat veterans, male, female, um, MST survivors as well. Um, other people that have had um, domestic violence uh, relationships, assault relationships that they were repeating cycles. So these are people that are like, I just want a healthy relationship or I just want to feel better. Um, and I just started doing this work and I'm like, this is amazing. And then one day I woke up and heard very clearly, like, you need to start a, a healing practice. This is going to be your next step. And of course, me who had been hiding for so many years was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, <laughs> like uh, I didn't hear that. I'm ignoring it. Sure? <laughs> yeah. And I have a tarot reader this outside, but um, the year before, right, right when I uh, left VCP, uh, this is a veteran's community, when I left VCP, she was just like, oh, you're going to write a book and you're going to, you know, uh, be on social media. You're going to help so many people, thousands of people, um, all these things. And I'm like, yeah, I love you, but you're crazy. Like I have a hundred friends on Facebook in a, like my thing's on lockdown. I know every single one, but (laughs) I don't know who you're reading for right now. And then sure enough, you know, a year, year and a half later, um, I'm in that space and my oldest daughter, I have a foster, foster daughter, um, in her twenties. And she was just like, mommy, really, this is what you should be doing. And um, when I was looking at um, a name 
um, I had a list of um, words and um, that's the stuff that kept coming up because I was in a vulnerability. It was my, my um, theme with my healing theme at the time and still is, I was being very vulnerable. I, I really uh, have all Brene Brown's books and I really follow a lot of her work and um, really stepping in the space of being vulnerable, being authentic, being brave, being courageous about uh, my journey, about who I am. And because a lot of my trauma was about being silenced and mm -hmm. unwanted and um, like not helped and supported when I needed, like in, while I was in trauma, I was very isolated and fight or flight. Um, I started Bravely Authentic is, is what I call it. And I, I am, it's not just a name that I thought would be really cool. Um, it's literally how I'm on my healing journey. I'm, I'm doing this um, very vulnerable and very bravely authentic. Um, I think to be on a journey and to be vulnerable, you, there is a part of uh, bravery that comes with it. And I say this, whether you heal um, privately or publicly, um, mm -hmm. you have to be vulnerable. And I say have to as a social worker, you know, I would encourage you to be so vulnerable. I'm absolutely not. I would encourage you to be vulnerable, but you, if there's a point where you have to be. And um, being vulnerable with ourselves is um, really scary. I think it's scarier than being vulnerable with other people because you can't, you can't um, BS yourself, right? You have to be authentic with yourself at some point because even if you're trying to be like, oh, no, 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 I'm okay. It, this knows, you're like, no, you're not. No, yeah, and that's where the talk will come in. You know, you're fucking this up. Or sorry, yeah. you're, messing, <laughs> um, you're messing this up. Or you know, you've got all these, uh, you know, this other stuff going on, right? So part of bringing in the quantum ripple effect, the quantum healing, um, and using the NLP technique, really, I needed to change a lot of my beliefs. I needed to change a lot of my um, subconscious reprogramming, um, the things I say. Um, it wasn't just about, you know, in social work, we talk about change talk and um, we're like, oh, let's reframe that. Um, well, these beliefs have been in my mind for years. And this is, you know, also to the audience, you know, when you're, you're running these beliefs and you're um, in your stigmas or society has silenced you or your, your work environment or your peers, or if you come from the military environment, we know how the the upper chain can kind of just be like, mm -hmm. you know, like we've got a mission, let's go, which is great, but it, it's absolutely not if the other things aren't being addressed. Um, so you're, you, you can create, I mean, scientifically, you create belief systems like that. And once they start running and they've been running for so long, that becomes far, whether you realize it or not. So it's really working at, um, you know, there can be some simple techniques, but being intentional about changing the belief systems, letting them go and, and also replacing them with new beliefs. Mm -hmm. So if I'm saying like, oh my gosh, you know, like I'm a hot mess or, um, you know, if I'm in, a, in the terms of my mental illness, if I'm just like, you know, like I'm just, you know, I'm just so effing crazy today or, or whatever, taking a minute to be like, okay, reject and delete is what a phrase one of my, one of my mentors says, or even just say, okay, hold on a second, ease and grace, you know, take my breath, whatever I need to do. And just be like, all right, today, you know, something's going on and just talk myself, right? Today, something's going on. Maybe we're having a little more anxiety. Maybe it's mine. Maybe it's picking up someone else. It's all right. We'll just work through it. What can we do in this moment? And it's just really letting, as silly as it sounds, I'm literally talking to myself and letting my mind hear that, no, I'm not a crazy hot, you know, mental illness mess, right? I'm going through something right now. I'm feeling something right now. Um, do I know where it's coming from? If yes, then we'll work from there. If no, then ease and grace. And let's do some things to get me back to baseline to get me feeling better. Letting my subconscious know that, um, uh, subconscious, higher conscious, that um, we got this. You know what I mean? Like, we're just having a day. Just sit and watch it. Take a pause. You know, like, don't push yourself. Maybe today's not the day that you can handle going out with a bunch of people, even though you love them dearly, you know what I mean? And so um, I just I just am using all these different uh, techniques together 
to do this healing work, not just on myself, but um, as I'm putting them together, it's, I just, I would all say is when someone sits in front of me, I'm letting them know, one, you're not alone. And I will say this to whoever's going to watch this or listen, you are absolutely not alone. There's myself and there's many of us, right? Um, and our stories don't have to be the same. And that mm-hmm. it's okay. Like you're okay. Literally the phrase, you're okay, not being okay. That is human. We're all human. It is perfectly okay to not be okay. It's also okay to start um, healing yourself and loving yourself where you're at. So you can start expanding that out um, to loving yourself to where you want to be, right? Like you literally can start creating your life. And like I said, it's not like this magic wand that happened. It's a process. And I still have days. I shared on the live uh, the other, uh, probably last week during the book launch um, that I was, I experienced um, during Thanksgiving break, I was experiencing really hardcore depression. Um, But I'm at the phase now where I can go, whoa, like this is depression, right? This is like, I feel like I don't want to get out of bed. Why? this isn't normal, you know, this isn't my normal anymore. So what is going on? And, and you have more awareness for it. So not being afraid of feeling depression, not being afraid of having a panic attack. Do I like to have panic attacks still? No, but when I do, um, I, I would say I have less of a freak out <laughs> where before I would just mm-hmm. be like, ah, you know, like what's going on. Um, so that's what I do. Uh, a lot of what I do is helping people normalize um, themselves right? Normalize being a human, normalize having emotions, normalize having a past that you can um, acknowledge and validate and um, work through to change your, to change your future, to move forward in. Um, so I did, do you want me to bring up the, I did bring the book, um, Faces of Mental Illness. Yes. I was part of this uh, project um, and I'm really proud of it. Uh, it was really even now I get a little nervous um, stepping into the, the space of it. Cause like I mentioned, I hid my trauma for so long mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that, you know, being public, then it was just like, oh, I'm live in my group or, you know, I can pick and choose. And, and now this is where we're, we hit the bestseller list on um, so many categories and it's literally worldwide. The authors are coming from um, different places and there's, it's 20 of us. And the book is called Faces of Mental Illness, and it's uh, the journey from stigma to health. Um, a lot of us have stories of um, the, the moments where I think a few share when they were actually attempting um, suicide, they got close to it. Um, people that were sharing, they lost uh, loved ones and literally could not function in their lives afterwards. It was um, such a loss. And, um, and, and there's different um, lost stories. Uh, so what I will say about this book is anybody can pick up this book and there is a story for everyone mm-hmm. in here that you can relate to. Um, if I, and I've been saying this, if I wasn't part of the book itself and someone had hand, handed this book to me, when I got the final manuscript and I was able to read the other stories, I was crying. Like, and it was just that like, I would say I get emotional. Um, it was that um, it, it was that moment of just reading these stories and and me feeling I'm not alone. And I say that you know, like I say that all the time, right? You're not alone, and and I know I'm not alone. But when you're reading these stories and you're like, God, yeah, I remember, like I remember, you know, and and I'm on the other side of a lot of it now. But it helped bring some stuff up. It was doing this project was very very healing for me, and so I would encourage you. Um, to read the book if you are able to um, pick up a copy and the book was sponsored um, so as of right now this isn't me trying to uh, sell the book and, and the reason why I say this that way you're knowing I'm coming from an authentic place of um, if you're going to pick up the book I think it's like $15 um, I'm not right as of this moment I'm not making money off this book at all I was part of this project that came together the book was sponsored and um, uh, we're more concerned with um, getting the book out there to as many people mm-hmm. as possible, right? And then I'll, I'll go ahead and buy my bulk purchase and probably start giving you the gifts because that's how I am. Um, 
but there isn't, uh, they're looking for new authors as well. So um, faces of mental illness, and they're gonna be covering the topic of anxiety. So if you have a story and you think you might want to share or you're ready to share, um, or you're part of, you know, you've shared before, you have your own um, uh, books or your own platforms, I would encourage you to reach out to the authors. Um, Samantha Ruth is one of them. She has a podcast as well called Be Ruthless. And she has a, she lost her husband. And she has a, um, a platform called um, The Grief Lab. Um, I'm pretty sure it's The Grief Lab. Um, so you can reach out to her directly and find out about how, how about being an author and the next book. But all the women that put this together um, come from Jack Canfield's um, mentorship program. And uh, he did the Chicken Soup for the Soul. And he did the forward for a book. And Kate Butler Publishing, um, Kate Butler's also um, in the book. And um, she has an Inspired Impact series. And it's a series with women who are in different topics, who are um, moving from, through their, their stories as well and helping to impact others. And I just signed for the next book, um, Women Who Dream. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. So I feel like another, it's gonna be coming from a place that I am at now on the mm -hmm. other side of um, some of the trauma healing that I've done. And um, I don't know, I just, I, I really, um, what I've learned, I think in the past few months, the past few months and um, having the panic attack a few weeks ago and feeling the depression a few weeks ago. And um, I did a lot of traveling this summer, um, spiritual traveling. And, um, and now I'm calling it kind of like I have sabbatical. And I ended up coming in contact with family um, <clears throat> that I hadn't seen in like 20 years. And I was in foster care and all things. So there's some childhood trauma going on there. Um, but I was able to address it. And I think what it did, especially the what happened around Thanksgiving break, it really reminded me of where I started from. And I wanna use the word started because like, you know, I'm, I'm still going through my layers. Um, but where I started at for this particular journey that what I just talked about, you know, coming into the battle within and, and moving forward with the, the healing modalities and all the things after hiding trauma for so long. And being in the domestic violence relationship, none of my friends knew what was going on. Um, this was someone that I had uh, dated years and years before, never thought anything was, um, I really thought this was my, we came together and, and it was gonna be my picket fence relationship. You know, um, I was gonna heal my trauma now to be a better person, all the things. And I feel like uh, what I, a lot of times you hear this theme of people not feeling stuck financially, uh, they can't get out of relationships or they can't move out of their space. They can't quit their jobs. Um, uh, they don't know how to change or it's feeling like it's too hard or they're failing at even healing. You know, they're failing yeah. at trying to heal, right? A lot of us, that's our struggle is we're like, well, I tried this technique or no, I meditated this morning. Like, why am I, you know, why do I need to take a Xanax or, you know, why did I just snap at my kid for you know, spilling a cereal, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the, you have these moments and um, it really just brought me back to being in that, where I started from again, which I think is, is super important because I need to meet people as a healer, right? Where I'm at now. Um, and as a social worker, I know this, I just needed the reminder. I need to meet people where they are. And I, and the message that I really, want to say is wherever you are is wherever you are if you're on the other side of the journey and you're like hey Bobby Joe I'm I want to move in my next step like I'm ready to I think I'm going to be a healer too or I'm ready to switch jobs and you, know, you don't have to be at rock bottom to um to start your healing journey you know I'm in I'm in a, a healing journey hero's journey um myself right now too it's just that it, it's just different but you're if but if you're in that um, there is a way out, right? We always have choice. Um, there is always a way, even when you just have to start um, allowing yourself to, how do I say this to someone? How would I have said this to myself? And, and, and I don't even think I would, uh, would have believed it at the time necessarily, right? 
but just allowing yourself to some hope, allowing yourself to believe that there could be something else, allowing yourself to know that you're watching me or you're hearing someone else's story or you're, you're reading a story in any, anybody's healing book. Um, you know, there's so many authors out there. I know you, you have a book as well. Um, when you're reading these stories that, that it's not someone else's life. It is, but this could be your life too. You can have this same story in a few years, right? And make some small changes, reach out for support. Whatever it is that you need to do, you don't have to do this alone. Um, in the relationship um, that I was in with the domestic violence, after my friend took his life and you know we're all on the phone that day and I'm everybody's crying and all these emotions. And I started, you know, people are like, what are you, we didn't even know you were out of San Diego. Like you're in Kansas city. Like, what are you doing? And or, or I was in um, Salt Lake city. Sorry. At the time they're like, what do you, what do you mean you doing? I thought everything was going great. And um, as soon as I started sharing with my friends, what was going on, it literally was almost just like taking a breath of air. Like, like if, if, as if I was in the ocean and I kept trying to, you know, I catch some breaths, but I was back underwater and I catch a little bit, you know, I'm trying to reach out a hand and nobody was there. And then all of a sudden by sharing with my friends, you know, I just started small, just with my close trusted friends, um, they were there, right? And they, they helped me get out of it. I was able to reach out to some programs, some resources. Um, at that time, it was the crime victims unit because there was a trial and stuff going on. Um, felt, he had felony charges against him. And um, they were able to help us with funding to, to flee the state. Literally, we were able to, to set up everything under a, a pseudo name, the traveling, the moving truck, like everything came together. Thankfully, I left with $300 in the bank account. Um, it's this crazy story, right? But um, I, I had to allow myself that hope, like, okay, I want to change. It makes I, I want my life to be different. I want to be out of this situation. That you pray, set your intention, at, do your ask, have whatever phrasing you want to use. But I was asking from here that I'm not happy. What can I do? When I was um, here in Kansas City and I was at my PTSD, low, hopeless moment uh, with all the symptoms going, I mean, it was like, I was just this big PTSD symptom bomb. Um, I literally was, you know, I met, <clears throat> met with my friend crying my eyes out. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I just, I need help. I don't, you know, I have all these resources around me. I have support around me right now. And I still feel like um, I don't know what to do. But that one conversation and then, you know, my friends who, were, who went through this week and I saw them, them sharing with me as well, their healing journey, part of it getting started. And I was like, wait, what is this? So one, it's allowing yourself to step into the space of healing, allowing yourself to get out of the situation that you're unhappy with, even if you don't know how, right? Just doing the big ask is what I call it. Um, saying your prayers, saying, asking the universe, have the intentions, allowing that, allowing your mind to believe that there, there is a way for you to do it, right? And then um, when you get to the point where you can share, even if it's in small groups, I would say publicly or privately, start sharing it because you never know who you're going to help who's listening that you don't even know your, I would the healing ripples, right? You don't even know what ripples of healing you are um, creating for that uh -huh. person. You know, when I heard about this, this week that my friend went through, I didn't even really, you know, I was, he was just, you know, gone and we were messaging and, and the whole thing. And I was supporting him during it and being a good friend. And then I realized, I'm like, wait a second, like, what is this? And then I realized that not only him, but I think at the time I realized like five of my other friends um, that I knew from Wounded Warrior Project had gone through this Battle Within program as well. And I was like, oh, and I, I reached out to one of my other, one of my female um, veteran friends and she was just like, absolutely. And so I went on there, clicked on there, applied, um, um, got the, on a Thursday, got a call on a Friday. And he's like, we have a cohort on Monday and we have a spot that opened up, do you want it? And I said, Yes, I was terrified. I was like, absolutely not. Like, there's gonna be people that want to like me to talk and like, and, like <laughs> touch me or try to hug. You know, I was like, wow. And I will say there were a few of us. I mean, we had a a girl that I love her. We had a girl that went went uh, that was in the cohort with me. Um, she is a uh, 
army veteran and the other one, uh, the other veteran I went through, a marine veteran, and they were literally like uh, booking flights. Like they were literally like, we're gonna leave. Like Tuesday, we're gonna leave. Wednesday morning, we're gonna, we're we're not gonna stay. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we all stayed, right? But and so even if you have that, like just just allowing yourself to stay. And now, um, you know, a lot of us are. Um, you know, I started a healing practice. Um, there's another group that started a art therapy um, and they're part of the coalition. And um, now there's a coalition. Um, so after you go through your week, we have other um, partnerships that um, we have you go through a 90 day equine program afterwards for support. There's a health and wellness and mindset at, a, at one of the local CrossFit gyms. Um, that's all, it's all nonprofit programs, all, all um, funded and supported by sponsors. These aren't VA programs through private funding, private donors. Um, so it helps take away the stigma and everything is private too. So it's not like, you know, anybody knows what's going on um, or why you're there. That's all kept within the, the cohort. So. Yeah, sounds amazing. I've kind of been just kind of in awe since you started talking. So I apologize for being so quiet, but there's just, you know, the reason, the reasons that I told you prior before the prior to the call of why I started this podcast, like your story is just, it's just making me sit and listen, because this is exactly why I wanted to have a podcast to be able to share those stories and be vulnerable and go to that space, give it its space. And so, so much of what you're saying, um, fortunately, like I have gotten to a place in my life where I can sit here and nod and be like, yes, absolutely reject and delete and rewrite, rewrite yes, that situation. Absolutely. And unfortunately Reframe for the new beliefs. And unfortunately, everyone's not there. So I hope that people will hear that and, and just take that away and understand that, like, you know, we're in charge of not to let our past define us and that we're in charge of what, what goes on from here. And I feel like you nailed it with the title of your LLC, Bravely Authentic. Like, honestly, like when I read it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a that's a great name. But like when you dive in and you like think about what it truly means and you think about your story from you know childhood things that that you briefly mentioned and then mst military sexual trauma and then domestic violence and even there like you know like the loss of your friend and stuff like life will continue to take from you and um and for you to just use that and your growth that you've gone through to help other people is is amazing and um so to sit there and bravely authentic like that takes a lot of courage to be brave with your story and to sit there and own it and be honest with people to say like hey like I'm still me like I still some days don't want to get out of bed some days it takes everything in me to get out of bed or even just two weeks ago I had the biggest panic attack so to let people know that like even once you go through this you start on your journey the journey continues for a lifetime and and it's gonna be okay and it's okay to not be okay at those times when you are not so uh bravely authentic is definitely like the perfect perfect title for that and I will have, I will make sure I put it in the show notes where people can get uh, faces of mental illness. And if they want to stalk you again, I'll put it in the show notes, but how can they stalk you, Bobby Joe, and kind of keep up with your words? Like you said, you're pretty active on your social media. So like someone could go and plug in, listen to what you have to say, and that might help them that day. And, and to me, if you just, you know, if it just helps one person, it's so worth it. Right. I mean, cause take, for example, if that one person was me or you at a certain place in our life, we wouldn't be here right now having this conversation. If something hadn't happened Absolutely. that helped one person. So how can we stalk you? Okay. Um, so I do, I, and I am changing, changing from one website platform to another. So a little ease and grace with that. Um, but it's bravelyauthenticliving.com. And um, you can go on there right now. I do have um, 
the one-on-one -on -one sessions are 50% off for holidays, um, but you can go on and book a session um, because I am changing platforms and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a tech person by any means. Yeah. I am learning, that's my reframe. I am learning uh, how to do, do tech better. Um, if uh, you go to book and there's an issue, please message me is what I will say right now. Um, don't give up, please message me. That's not a sign that you shouldn't be doing this. Right. Um, it's just, it's just the website. Um, and uh, I am on Facebook and Instagram. I do have YouTube, but I'm, it's, there's maybe like three people on there. It's probably my, my daughter and my other <laughs> thing. Yeah, right. Um, so I haven't really set up that platform yet, but Facebook and Instagram for sure. It's Bravely Authentic. Um, I think the tag is Bravely Authentic Living as well. I try to, to keep it uniform. Um, and one of the things I, I wanted to say, I'm just validating and honoring you and what you're doing and why I said yes to um, uh, the ask when you put the ask out there is that, um, I, and honestly, I'm sorry, I don't know what your background is. I know I mentioned I have a, you know, a degree in social work or whatever, but um, we're everyday people, right? We're uh, military veterans. We are, uh, and you said your husband as well as part of your book. Mm -hmm. And I just want to put that, like, we're not sitting here, you know, I'm not, and I love Joe Dispenza's work, uh, Dr. Joe, like amazing, right? Um, but like, I'm not just, I'm not Deepak Chopra. I'm, I'm not Oprah, you know, I'm not uh, Brene Brown. I'm literally just your um, what unquote average, unaverage, right? Well, don't tell my empowerment. Um, and so are you, right? And we're just like, yes. look, these are, we're, we're everyday uh, people that we're going through some struggles that uh, we have similar backgrounds. And um, we feel like in our community, especially in the veteran first responder community, there are a lot of people that have similar backgrounds and are struggling with similar mm -hmm. symptoms and some similar mental, um, you want to use the word mental illnesses or mental uh, struggles, right? I think it's amazing that you are doing this podcast and I would encourage anyone that wants to dive into sharing a little bit of a story to contact you as well. Um, because I, um, you, when this popped up, it popped up right at the book launch. And I was like, why don't I have anything scheduled? Or why don't I have anything at a different, you know, like at this point in my life, I've just done this whole sabbatical. Like I should be doing more podcast interviewing right now or, or, or sharing a little bit more. Um, so just thank you for what you're, you're starting. Thank you for having me on here. And um, like I said, I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I do post um, stuff on my personal page as well. That's pu if it's public, you can see it kind of thing. Um, and you're welcome to message me if you have any questions uh, about working with me, or if you have any questions about the programs that I have mentioned. Um, the Battle Within is also mentioned in the book. Um, and the healing modalities that I do. If you want to look at any certifications or check into those, just let me know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we will make sure to put the battle within and that information also in the show notes. Thank you for the kind compliment. I appreciate it. And uh, once again, thank you, Bobby Joe, for coming to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.